0: man i need a fix i need a fix bad
1: so you need a fix huh
0: oh god man i need a bad hook me up
1: i got your fix i got your fix right here all right jeep junkies we know you're jonesing for a midweek fix so we're gonna hook you up with a little
0: midweek xj talk show to tide you over
1: Hey, guys, we're back with another interview. Tonight we have uh, Tim Scheidler with Brown Dog Industries. Tim, thanks for being with us tonight.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So, uh, Tim, i got to tell you, I've been really impressed with uh, with your motor mounts here for a number of years. And here recently, uh, about, around September, I suppose, um, uh, my uh, my buddy and I were finalizing the rebuild of the 4.0 for my 98 Jeep Cherokee. And uh, I really wanted to get a set, and, um, but I had spent so much money on the engine. And then uh, one of our other members from uh, XJTalk.com had d- decided to move from Virginia to Houston. And he came into town, and uh, he, he went over there to visit Matt, my, my buddy that was helping me with the engine build. And the motor mount was completely broken off on the driver's side of the 4.0 and the Jeep Cherokee he was driving. And the prior owner had taking, taken taken a steel pipe and uh, wedged it in between the, <laughs> the wherever the, uh, I don't know, some hard point there on the side um, of the Cherokee and against the block. And he drove from Virginia to Houston with it like that. And actually he went wheeling like the next day. Uh, just insane as far as I'm concerned but Matt called me up and said, Tony, you need to get you some brown dog motor mounts after what I saw.
0: Well, (laughs) we appreciate your kind words about our product, first of all. And uh, secondly, I would say that that story is not as uncommon as you might think. Uh, That's sad. I will say that when we developed the engine brackets that you use, I never really, I guess I I have to admit some ignorance. I, I wasn't really aware of the big problem of, Bracket shearing off the blocks of Jeeps until after I had put them on the market. And I had a guy call me from Albuquerque about a week after we, were, we had put them on the market, and he said, here's what happened to my Jeep. The bracket sheared off, and I see that this bracket has seven holes. Do you think it would work as a repair? And I said, well, I don't see why not. So he bought them and put them on, and <clears throat> he kept in touch with me, and he said, man, this is, this is a lifesaver. I mean, it's either that or another engine. And so for, you know, uh, the price of some brackets, you've saved your engine. So it isn't an, it's not an unusual story. I talk to a lot of people every week that are in panic because of that.
1: Well, it's, it's cheap insurance. I mean, um, I mean, I had just gone through all that trouble uh, of having uh, this engine gone through and all the machine work done and buying the pistons to match the, the bore, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't want to spend the money on the motor mounts. Well, I did. I just didn't want to spend the extra money on the motor mounts. And then after I heard that story, which was the first time I've ever heard anything like this happening. Um, but I don't get out that much. Uh, (laughs) it was like, well, this is just stupid, it it is cheap insurance because like you say, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, you have the seven mounting points there so you can always go back and put it on there. But, but why break off three? And, 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 and on this guy from Virginia, he actually, the, the, the block itself was broken off. It wasn't a, simply a matter of getting the bolts out of the out of the bosses. It was it was broken off of the block. So it was de- is definitely a a goner.
0: Most often, what happens is that uh, one bolt will shear, and then the next one will take out part of the thread boss on the block, and which is what you're talking about. Uh, okay, I would say that about sixty percent of the uh, brackets we sell now are for repairs, and the other forty percent are the guys that don't want to have to do the repair. <laughs> Interesting. That's great information. Now, I would have never, I would have never thought that back in the beginning, but that's how it's turned out.
1: Well, it makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, the, the gentleman I'm speaking of, uh, his uh, his name is Dalton, and uh, he'll love me saying that on the podcast. Um, he uh, he actually was going to do that. He was saving up to buy a buy a set uh, to go on there to fix that uh, that problem, and uh, he actually ran across a deal uh, on a another. A newer Cherokee that was uh, built up, so he just bought him a another Cherokee, and I think he got rid of the other one, but certainly that was the direction he was going um, now i'm sorry before we get too far into this I, I like to start with uh, who we're talking to. Let the audience get a get a chance to know who 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 you are type uh, situation now you're actually in arizona correct
0: that's right we're about 40, 40 miles southeast of Phoenix at Queen Creek. <clears throat> which I hear is that's- a little. Little old cowboy town in, in Arizona.
1: I hear that's a wonderful place to go off road. Terrific. Arizona as a whole, I, I is really oh yeah,
0: it certainly is. We love it out here. And uh, so, have you been there all your life, or no? I was born and raised in Indiana, and uh, I, I was about forty seven years old, and my wife and I came to a point where we had the opportunity to move here, which I had wanted to do for a long time. And I said, you know, it might be now or never, and so we did. And uh, that was in 2003, so we've been here 10 years, and uh, I, you, you couldn't pry me away from here. I love it.
1: So how long have you guys been uh, been doing the Brown Dog uh, off-road motor mounts?
0: Uh, that's been eight years from the very start.
1: Okay. I thought you guys had been around, around a lot longer than that for some reason.
0: No. Uh, I can tell you how it started, in fact. Yeah, please. In, In 2004, after we uh, hadn't been here very long, we took my Jeep up uh, the backside to Crown King, which any of your Arizona listeners will be familiar with, and I broke the passenger side engine bracket on the four-cylinder Jeep YJs. That is a cast aluminum bracket, and it's very, very fragile. So I broke it. And we towed the Jeep home and I went to a junkyard and got another bracket and put it on. And a couple of weeks later we went out to Martinez Canyon, which is a favorite of the folks here too, and broke it again. <laughs> so I went back to the junkyard and he said, Oh no, I don't have any. You were lucky to get the one you got. So I thought, well, if that's prone to breakage, I should be able to build something that, that will last longer than that. And, uh, I put together a bracket and hacked it apart, and put it back together till I got it right, and uh, I put it on, and it it just worked great. So after wheeling that a few months, I thought, you know, I probably ought to make one that looks a little nicer because this one's been done and redone. So I, I made one that looked good, and I thought, you know, I can't be the only guy that has this problem. So I made another one, and I put it on eBay. and it sold like almost immediately so i thought you know this would be a, a great way to make a few bucks to so- support my off-road habit and that's what my <laughs> wife that's what my wife thought Geez, we could finance our off-road habit with this um 8 years later uh she and i work 7 days a week and love every minute of it it's hard to believe but we do and uh you know it's kind of from then till now this is where we are
1: well, that's great. It's a great story. It's actually very similar to uh, what uh, w- what we heard from another another guest, where he had made some uh, adjustable track uh, not track bar adjustable um, um, short arms and put it up on eBay, and uh, to his surprise, they were gone in just a few hours. So it's, uh, it's that is a really neat way of getting a product out there. I guess doing product testing.
0: It is, and if you think about it, uh, the story you're talking about in our story. Twenty years ago, it wouldn't have been possible. Uh, the internet wasn't anything, and we market all over the world. If we had tried this on a local basis, uh, it would have simply been pocket change, I'm sure. But now it's uh, we're known worldwide, and uh, and it's it's a it's a really great. We're just very lucky people. I don't have any problem saying that.
1: Oh no, I agree. And the the internet's a wonderful thing. It can be a horrible thing uh, depending on the. <laughs> what you yes you go on the before you go on the internet but it also could be a, a wonderful thing like has happened uh, uh with us here doing the podcast and the forum and of course your business now right. uh a couple of uh, a couple of guests ago we were talking to uh matt Adair of dare uh, of team petty cash and and he mentioned your uh your motor mounts that's going to be uh probably one of your more more uh interesting or or famous uh motor mount uses i would i would think
0: we uh I, I will say that Matt was one of the very early race teams that we got involved with. And when they were kind of in their infancy, we just really loved their whole concept of what they were doing. And we uh, we got them set up with a, a kit for their Cherokee that they're running. And uh, they've been with us ever since. Uh, we now sponsor, I don't even know how many teams at this time, but a, a good number of teams that uh that use our products in uh, the off-road racing oh
1: i don't doubt it uh and guys if you've never seen uh, a brown dog motor mount it is like um it's like something that would be on a tank it's just thick heavy uh wonderful stuff i I love the 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 parts that i have now i just have the ones that are attached to the block because i was real concerned about um you know, losing the, those those pieces like uh, Dalton did on his engine. And one of the reasons why I went with only the those parts was I was concerned about the um, vibration of the engine being transferred through the unibody. Now, I, I saw on your site at the time, and I was looking at it again tonight, you guys have some, uh, like, ultra-flexible f- uh, bushings or something, and, and, and was that done to try to prevent the, the, the vibrations from the engine?
0: Yes, we started out, uh, with polyurethane bushings, and introduced the uh, Ultraflex rubber because uh, polyurethane's not for everybody. It's uh, it's a harder material, and especially if you're if you're running an XJ, the unibody has a tendency to transmit just every little vibration that's in the drive line, and it transmits it oddly enough right to the driver, so it's an uncomfortable ride so we designed uh, you can you can i should say that you can buy polyurethane bushings on the market almost on every street corner but what we found was that nobody makes rubber bushings anymore uh so we had uh, the tooling made to uh, produce these bushings and they're a proprietary bushing that we and we sell them i mean it's not like it's a big secret but uh we had them made and for anybody who understands the hardness of materials the durometer of a uh, polyurethane bushing is a 90 on the Shore A scale, and the rubber uh, Ultraflex rubber bushings are a 70. So even if you don't understand <clears throat> the ins and outs of the durometer scales, you can see that that's quite a difference. Uh, so it's a it's a softer material. It tends to absorb more vibration, uh, but the the key thing, and we stress this uh, on our instructions and when we talk to customers. Motor mounts are not something, when you go to an aftermarket mount like ours, you can't just slap it in and go. There's a little bit of finessing to adjusting them and making them work right. And there's a lot of that covered in our instructions. But we also always urge customers to call us if they have any problems and we can help them through because 90% of the vibration problems we can help you eliminate.
1: So I don't want to cut down on the number of calls you get, um, (laughs) but... uh, (laughs) Uh, what kind of installation? I mean, I would think that you line up the, the bolt holes, put the bolts in there, and, and that's it.
0: There are a couple of issues with motor mounts. Uh, one is that when you're dealing with uh, steel frame mounts like ours, the through bolt, if you tighten it down as tight as you can get it, you will transmit every vibration that comes from the drive line. So, oddly enough, looser is better. The through bolt, uh, we have a procedure that we describe in the instructions as to how to tell when you're when you've got it tight enough and uh sometimes for some applications it needs to be a little looser yet we sell when i think when you probably bought your brackets you got new through bolts with it because we send all new hardware with all of our products Mm -hmm. and the bolt uh the through bolt and nut the nut is called a prevailing torque lock nut and all that really means is that when you put that nut on the bolt, it'll stay wherever you put it. So sometimes people are shocked by hearing me say loosen the bolt or loosen that nut one more turn, but the the nut is designed to stay there. That's its purpose. So you can adjust the vibration out uh usually by that method. Sometimes it's other things in the drivetrain, but we help sort those out too.
1: Oh, that's great. Now, uh you were mentioning uh that you've got customers all over the world. And you, you do all this customer service. So you must be getting some interesting phone calls at all times of the day.
0: Well, we do. Uh, we've sold. Uh, and for a, for a guy like me that grew up during the Cold War years, I would have never. You, when I was a kid, you could have never told me that I would be selling products to somebody in Russia. But we have. Uh, <laughs> and We sell a lot to Australia. Uh, through Europe, we sell a lot, a little bit to New Zealand. But it's just remarkable uh the places that we sell to uh, but regarding the phone calls as you mentioned uh, I always tell people that you haven't lived till you pick up the phone at 3 in the morning out of a dead sleep and have to talk to an Australian because their English isn't quite like ours
1: one of our uh, one of our moderators is uh, in Christchurch New Zealand and uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times so we're all very very well aware of that of course he says we talk funny not him. Well,
0: I, I think they believe that, too. <laughs> I, I think you're right. <laughs> and I always like to confuse them by leaving a little bit of the Hoosier twang, because and, and being from Indiana, I tend to speak a little different than other people.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> going to ask that a while ago. Other than the, uh, the snow, what did you notice, and, and I guess the dry air, what did you notice the big difference between uh, uh, Indiana and uh, Arizona?
0: Well, it's obviously not only a totally different climate, but the vegetation is totally different, and uh, we don't have any mountains in Indiana, so the uh, the vista is a little nicer.
1: Yeah, we we don't have any of that in Houston, in the Houston area either. So, but <laughs> right. uh, but it gets as hot here, except uh, yes. we have the wet heat. <laughs> we right, get to swim I, in it. I, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've been here all my life, and 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 people will say how do you stand the humidity? And I go, what humidity? <laughs>
0: it keep, right. It keeps right. me
1: from, uh, from frying memory or anything. Cause we have so much humidity. You don't have to worry about the static electricity, but exactly. anyway,
0: and in the end, in the summer, the humidity is outrageous too. So oh, is it? Not, oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. So uh, I'm familiar with it. I like it here better. <laughs> so uh, the other
1: interesting thing was, is that I, for some reason I was thinking you were doing motor mounts for more than just Jeeps, but you are doing just Jeeps. I mean, I see Wranglers, Cherokees,
0: Comanches. Um, I don't see any JKs. You're not doing any JK motor mounts? No, we don't have anything for the JK at this time. I'm not saying that that's not in the future, but at this time we don't. We we cover uh, from 1987 to 2006 in both the Wrangler line and, of course, the Cherokee line ended in 2000. We cover that. We do not ch- uh, cover Grand Cherokees, uh, but the Comanches also and all of that. So
1: uh, I would assume, uh, simply because there's so many Wranglers out there, the majority of your orders are for Wranglers.
0: That's not really true. I would say uh, it it kind of is half and half, plus or minus, depending on the week.
1: Between the uh, the Cherokee and the Wrangler? Yes. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> See, I've asked this question before about you know how how many uh, customers would you say are Cherokees and Wranglers, and it's always Wrangler this, wrangler that. So this time I thought I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't make myself disappointed. I would just ask.
0: <laughs> it's always nice not to set yourself up for failure. But exactly. But in this case, this case, you'd have been okay. <laughs> exactly. So do you get many uh, Comanche orders? We do. Uh, for one thing, uh, the Comanche is kind of a forgotten vehicle, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, it's not it's not something we see every day, but we do get a lot of Comanche orders.
1: Oh, they're wonderful vehicles. I'd like to have one in... Uh, convert it to a, a 97 plus style, which I know some people will think that's blasphemy, but I like the 97 uh, plus style uh, Cherokee since, you know, the, the first one I had was a 98. So, right. You like what you get used to. So sure. uh, how how many more years are you going to keep that, uh, that YJ until you uh, upgrade to a, a TJ or a JK?
0: Well, it won't be an upgrade. It'll be an add on because <laughs> I'm afraid the YJ is <laughs> going to have to stay with me and it's probably going to be in the estate.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. That's exactly the way I feel about my Jeeps. So that's that's a good answer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a lot more people uh, starting to wheel the JKs as they get older. And uh, I guess people don't feel as bad about, uh, you know, bending them or, or modifying them. So uh, I would imagine you're hearing uh, quite a bit of chatter for, from the JK crowd.
0: We don't hear that much, but it is something that's on our mind.
1: So, uh yeah, you're doing just the motor mounts for the, for the Jeep Cherokees, uh, Wranglers, and Comanches. Um, any other products that you're, you're looking at perhaps uh, in the future?
0: Uh, a couple of things, actually. Uh, one is uh, I've been asked by countless numbers of customers to come up with a transmission mount because it's an integral part of the mounting system in the Jeep drivetrain and very often is the source of vibration since we talk about that a lot. Uh, I've been working on a design for some time. And I don't have it where I feel good enough to, to market it because we're not the kind of people that want to just throw something out there that everybody else has already done.
1: Yeah, and you probably don't want uh, the, quality, uh, the quality control to be done by customers.
0: No, we don't. Uh, first of all, all of our products are a lifetime warranty. If, you, if it breaks, we replace it, no questions asked
1: as 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 well as you build them i can see why you would make that the uh, <laughs> you'd feel comfortable making that warranty have you had to well, replace let, any
0: well let me just say that we've never had to replace any there you go
1: <laughs> I, I i saw on your site that you have some engine mounts that will raise the engine and i don't know exactly why you would raise the engine unless that has something to do with like what ha- like when you you put a slip yoke eliminator or a a transfer case drop, uh, you know, whenever you lift a vehicle.
0: A motor mount lift is used to correct driveline angle problems that are usually the result of suspension lifts. When you uh, do a suspension lift, particularly on a Wrangler, uh, you're changing the driveline angle of the drive shaft, and that also changes the angles of the universal joints and all of those things. Sometimes the motor mount lift is the best way to straighten that back out. A transfer case drop will do much the same thing, but sometimes it's not always the best option, and a lot of people don't like to lose the ground clearance, so a motor mount lift works for them. I will say regarding a Cherokee that you don't have a lot of room to use a motor mount lift, and when somebody orders a motor mount lift for a Cherokee, I usually call them and tell them how to find out if they have enough room. It's a very simple process. You open the hood and find the highest spot, in the engine and it's usually the upper radiator hose and put a ball of play-doh on it and close the hood and then when you open it back up it'll have smashed that play-doh and show you how much clearance you have you'll know if you can put another inch of motor mount lift on or not
1: that's very interesting yeah i can see that if you didn't want to do because that was one of the things that i didn't like whenever i put my four and a half inch lift on the cherokee that i was losing that ground clearance with the the one inch uh, uh transfer case drop. So that's right. really neat. So you could actually lift the motor and accomplish the same thing and still maintain your ground clearance. So, yeah, it, so, it sounds like a no-brainer for, for a Wrangler, for sure, because of the, uh, of the uh, clearance inside the engine bay.
0: Right. And in most cases, the Wrangler's no problem.
1: Now, uh, I guess that you, if you went back later to do an SYE on the Wrangler, that might cause an issue. It would be like one or the other. You probably wouldn't want to do both. It would probably be one or the other.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so. Usually, the SYE is a nice add-on. I know that in my case, when I put an SYE on my Wrangler, uh, it eliminated vibrations I didn't even know I had. Oh, great!
1: So did you? So it is.
0: It isn't a one or the other.
1: Okay, great. So did you have to adjust the uh, the angle of the the? um, um, Gosh, I'm losing my mind.
0: That's okay. I didn't really have to do any adjusting to the uh, angle of the drive line. It was already pretty good. Okay, so and so, and so I got the. When you when you get a uh, bleh, when you get a slip yoke eliminator, it's always good to get a uh, telescoping driveshaft like a Tom Wood or something like that, mm-hmm. and then everything works out great.
1: Excellent. Well, good. That's interesting. Very interesting to know. So uh, we also have uh, a Wrangler site, wranglertalk.com, com, that isn't nearly as popular. Uh, we're hoping that it will get that way uh, eventually. So, uh, and as I, I told you uh, uh, prior uh, to the recording, we have a, a TJ. So I'm always interested in hearing about Wrangler information too. So, <laughs> right. We we, uh, we did a four inch lift on my wife's TJ, and uh, uh, really very lucky, I suppose, that uh, the, the the driveline uh, vibrations are, are quite nice. Uh, it's, it didn't really feel any different than it did before. So I got kind of lucky on that one, I think. Or it might just be a different uh, animal uh, compared to the Cherokee.
0: I think regalers tend to be a little easier to, uh, to modify.
1: Okay, that, that might be the answer. I, I was thinking it was my great uh, work in doing that lift. I just did it so precisely that it was... Uh...
0: That's what it really was, but I didn't <laughs> want to say that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't need the big head. <laughs> well, great. Now, um, is there? Uh, I know you, could, you have the, the Brown Dog web, website at uh, browndogindustries.com. Are there any other uh, ways that people can uh, find you, contact you? The social media thing uh, is what I'm referring to?
0: Yes, we are on Facebook. We have a site there that uh, Carol keeps up. And uh, always, as a matter of fact, if you want to see a lot of the race team work, that's on there.
1: Excellent. And uh, we'll put that information in the show notes so that you guys can uh, find them. So uh, was there anything else that you wanted to cover, Tim?
0: Uh, Really, I just want to uh, go back to the idea of the uh, bolt shearing problem on the engines. Typically on Cherokees, it's the passenger side that shears off. And on Wranglers, it's the driver's side. And I want to bring that up because people say, why is that? And I will tell you that I nearly laid awake nights trying to figure it out, and I finally did. <laughs> Thank goodness, because was, that was going to be my next question. Well, it's uh, on the Wrangler, it's got to do with the difference of the size of the underhood area that, that us old-timers call the doghouse. On the driver's side of the Wrangler, the arms that come off of the engine to reach the motor mount are longer than the Cherokee. And basically, because of the physics of that change, the stresses on the Cherokee are transferred over to the passenger side, and that's why that uh, why it breaks on the Cherokee's passenger side.
1: Now, maybe I'm wrong on this. I went through two motor mounts, stock motor mounts on my Cherokee, because of uh, I think because of my foot, and it was always on the driver's side, and I assumed that was because of the torque of the engine. Um, is that's That's why I was a little surprised whenever I saw that that uh Dalton's engine was broken off on the passenger side. Is there any relation i mean there must be some relation to to torque and um where the engine uh where the motor mount breaks from the engine
0: in the United States. Our engines are designed so that they rotate rotate clockwise as the driver sees it mm-hmm. and you're exactly right. the counter torque from that destroys the driver's side engine mount or motor mount I should say uh, almost in all cases when there's a motor mount failure you'll see it on the driver's side first regardless of whether it's a Cherokee or a Wrangler
1: gotcha okay well good to know that's uh, that's very interesting well Tim I want to thank you very much for uh, being with us uh, here tonight and uh, gosh uh, thank you so much for uh, coming up with this uh, whole motor mount idea and uh, convincing the wife that it would be a, uh, a viable business
0: <laughs> it didn't take much, trust me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, man. We'll be seeing you uh, on uh, on Facebook and uh, on the uh, the Internet.
0: Thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it. And uh, I would just like to add that because we only work with Jeeps, we're a great information resource. And when you call us, we don't have to make a sale. If you have a question and you can't find an answer anywhere else, we have just accumulated volumes of information that is useful to everybody. And we have calls all the time where people just can't find a resource and we help them.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's great. I love hearing that. And you know what? I did have one more question. Where did you get the name of uh Brown dog off road?
0: Oh, that's good. That's a story that's very close to my heart. We have a chocolate lab that is, uh, just turned 11 years old and he's been with us since he was about four months old. And, uh, For all the pet lovers out there, you know that it's just another child. It's not a dog. And when we started the company, I don't know, it just seemed natural to name it after him because he loved going off-roading with us.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a picture of uh, Prince, right? Right. Yeah, there's a picture of Prince on the uh, Brown Dog Off-Road website uh, on their About page. And that's
0: that's a big dog. He is. He's, he's uh, really at the top end of the uh, scale for labs. Uh, he comes to work with us every day, and it's his favorite time of the day. In the morning, we get ready, and when we say it's time to go to work, he heads for the door. He's ready to go.
1: Uh, dogs are great friends. I've <laughs> always been a dog lover. My, my mom would just go nuts anytime we'd go anywhere. If I saw a dog, I was three or four years old. I was heading for the dog. And right. uh, going over, I learned I learned how to read them really quick. So right. never got bit, at least not uh, when I was three or four. Much much older, I got bit, but that was uh well, I, I ran You know, I one. got
0: bit a couple of times when I was a paper boy back in Fort Wayne, and uh, it didn't turn me off to dogs. So nah. I guess for the better. <laughs> nah,
1: they they you can usually always figure they have a reason. They're protecting something or uh, chasing you down the road. Uh, dogs are, are are once they know you, they're uh, they're pretty good. Yep. I, I bet you. I bet you. He does have a blast uh, going out there. It gets he. He gets all excited. Uh, I know our dog gets excited about going for walks, and he'll yeah. make it about two miles, and then he wants you to carry him. Now, <laughs> now I wouldn't want to try carrying Prince. That that would be a hell of a
0: workout. Prince comes in at about a hundred and five pounds, and uh, as he gets older, he's he's not as fond of going out for off-roading like he was, but uh, he he wants to stick close by. <laughs>
1: All right, Tim, thanks a lot. Great interview. Appreciate the time.
0: Thanks very much. It was glad to be here.
1: My favorite site is XJTalk. XJTalk.com. It's
0: where you go when you're not off-road.